Hello there, my name is Lewis James, and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast, and all-round nerd. Now, video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories, and environments, and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to My Melodies of Life. I know I've asked people about the new Advent jingle and if I should keep it, well, I've decided to keep it anyway. It's catching on to me, and I always like a good icebreaker. So, before we get to the episode, let's get into some admin. Since the release of the last episode, the anniversary arrangement of Eris theme by the Virtual Video Game Orchestra is almost done. I just need to get the last bit of fine-tuning done before I release it. As soon as it's finished, I'll be sure to let everyone know. Episode releases may be a bit less frequent now, as my job and other commitments have now started to take time away from this. Plus, recovering from COVID as I was about to record didn't help either. I'm fine now, just to clarify. Okay, I believe that's everything I need to say. It's Final Fantasy V time! Now this is confusing. Final Fantasy IV released internationally to critical acclaim, yet the immediate follow-up, Final Fantasy V, is yet another initial Japanese-only release. I've heard plenty of rumours and theories as to why this is. Translation issues, the game was considered too hard, multiple projects were worked on at once and one was chosen over the other, I've heard them all. I can't find out for the life of me why we didn't get this game along with Japan back in 1992 on the SNES. So any cunning researchers out there who want to form their own findings can fire away. But we did get the anthology release on the original PlayStation as discussed in previous episodes, and more recent releases like the Pixel Remaster. Alright, I think that's enough exposition. Let's go straight in for the story synopsis, but not before I warn everyone of potential mild spoilers. Fire, water, wind, earth. The peace and prosperity of the world is thanks to the power of these crystals. However, that power is nearing its limit. Not far off is the day when the wind slows, for water stills, and the earth trembles and quakes. And yet everyone remains blissfully unaware, and the grave secrets hidden within the crystals remain untold. The introduction alone makes the game sound like another gloomy tale. Don't get me wrong, the story does have its dark twists and turns, but there isn't a protagonist in this era of gaming that is as optimistic as Lone Warrior Bart Clauser. 
The main theme of Final Fantasy V does not shy away from this optimism either. I don't know about you, but while I listened to Final Fantasy V's main theme, I would never have thought that the introduction to this game would be so dark. But it does say that the general populace remain, and I quote, blissfully unaware of what's going on around them. But I digress. Bart seems like the kind of character who would believe that waking up in the morning is the best thing in the world, constantly seeking adventure and living life in the moment. The music definitely accentuates that characteristic. No wonder this was decided to be used as the main theme for theatre-driven Final Fantasy Curtain Call on the 3DS. I can never listen to this music and not feel a surge of positivity. Also, fun fact. Bart is the first protagonist in this series to have his own animal companion, Boko the Chocobo. I know I previously said that I'll probably do a special episode that just focuses on all the variations of the Chocobo theme, but I do want to focus on this one in particular for a special reason. With that said, let's have a listen to the little bit of Mambo the Chocobo. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait a minute. Did I just hear a voice? Let's hear that bit again. Yes. yes, that's a voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we have official confirmation that Final Fantasy V is the first game to include voices. All jokes aside, voice recordings in an SNES game is a rarity. In this generation, voices in games have only just started to come to fruition. Compressed to hell and back, sure, otherwise it wouldn't be able to fit into the cartridge. But I haven't heard a voice track so clear and concise in a game of this generation. And I just realised that I'd spoken in length about someone grunting. Let's swiftly move on before I bore everyone to death. Apologies in advance. Moving back to the topic of the main theme of Final Fantasy V's leitmotif, or main melody, for a moment. The melody itself does seem a little bit one-noted, if you pardon the pun, in regards to the mood the music is expressing. But on the other hand, the overworld theme, Four Hearts, uses the same leitmotif as the main theme. But I personally wouldn't say this is the most optimistic piece of music in the world either. Have a listen for yourself and see if it feels different for you. Yes, the melody and the chord structure are all present, but the change of musical structure from grand overture to something akin to a military march suddenly brings the mood down to a more realistic picture of the world around our protagonists. The sudden change to strings in the second section may even represent the vastness and the potential unknown dangers of the surrounding area. 
Bartz, Boko, and everyone else that they meet along the way have each other to protect themselves with. In the wilderness, that's all they have. Keeping everyone's spirits up can only do so much when it comes to the larger world and what it can do to anyone that's unprepared. Anyone can prepare for the world around them when they get to know it well enough. Can the same be said about an entirely foreign world of which you have no prior knowledge? I keep thinking about what I would do in that situation every time I hear this next piece I'll be discussing. Unknown lands. In Final Fantasy V, you do not just explore the one overworld. This is the theme of the second overworld that you encounter in the game, where the game's antagonist, X-Death, resides. Because of this, the music takes a significantly darker tone compared to what we heard in Four Hearts. But elements of that leitmotif from the main theme still remain, hinting at a potential connection between these two worlds. When I say that the two worlds are connected, that is somewhat true. But that doesn't mean that there are only two overworlds. Final Fantasy V decides to up the ante even further and add yet another overworld that is the result of both worlds being fused together by X-Death. This brings me to this overworld's theme, A New World. this piece is also the namesake for another Final Fantasy concert series that allows a more intimate and somber approach to the music. But that's not what we're witnessing here. Disaster and uncertainty fills the air. No one outside of this adventure knows what just happened, or how. As we've seen in recent times, with change comes the choice to adapt to your surroundings. The music carries an idea that has been constant throughout this series of overworld themes. What am I talking about, you may ask? I'm talking about the idea of changing keys for each section of each piece. Let's take a look at A New World as an example. It starts off in C minor, which we hear a lot in scenes filled with emotional shock or when a huge loss has occurred. Then as the melody reaches its end, a variation of this melody takes over the next section in A minor. People who have listened to previous episodes will know that A minor is the relative minor of C major, which happens to be the main key of this game's main theme. Coincidence? Hmm. Now I can't speak about the music of Final Fantasy V without mentioning what I'm going to talk about next. 
as the saying goes, leave the best for last. This is no exception. Perhaps the most iconic piece of music from Final Fantasy V soundtrack has to go to Battle at the Big Bridge. Barely a second in, and we know that this fight is going to be one for the ages. This theme is mostly connected to the boss character that the party is fighting against, Xdev's captain, Gilgamesh. With this in mind, there are a couple of reasons why this theme is so well known now. This is the first piece in a Final Fantasy soundtrack to be played seamlessly during fights and exploration at the Big Bridge which was mostly unheard of around that time. Secondly, every fight with Gilgamesh, as he is a recurring character, is accompanied by this theme. When I say recurring character, I really do mean it. Due to certain story events, Gilgamesh ends up travelling through the void across dimensions and involves himself with other games in the wider series. Wherever he goes, if you end up fighting him, Big Bridge is always there to accompany him in a style that suits that particular game's aesthetic. Another idea for a special episode, perhaps? As each soundtrack is being explored for this series, there is already enough evidence to show that developments in not just technology, but the musical mindset of Nobuo Uematsu have both drastically improved since this franchise first unearthed itself. We only have one more game left in this generation before we dive into the realms of the PlayStation era. Limits definitely need to be broken in order to make Final Fantasy VI something to remember. Yes, we're coming to one of the most critically acclaimed Final Fantasy games ever in the next episode. So you will have to forgive me if I'm struggling to find a decent mixture of different pieces to talk about here. There's just so much to discuss, I might have to split the game into a possible two-part episode. We'll see how it goes when we get to that point. As always, thank you so much to everyone who has shown their support by listening to this through to the end. Why not go one step further by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to My Melodies of Life on the podcast platform you're using right now? Let's get this show some traction before we get to the more juicy stuff later on. While you're at it, following me at LJ Composer on Twitter and at Lewis James Composer on Facebook is also a good way to keep track on where I am in life. 
I have a very busy month ahead of me, so I'd better end this here. This has been a Lewis Change production of My Melodies of Life.